from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. It's a 73-68 Baylor lead. Three and a half minutes to play. Sarah Andrews, watch, three, four, and she is feeling it. Sarah Andrews in double figures. She's hit two threes in the last three possessions as the crowd rises to its feet. The Baylor lead is back up to eight. I think you saw everybody grow up, you know, Bella, Bugs, you know, they're not freshmen no more, they're sophomores. You saw them play with boys. You saw us stick together as a team. We knew Utah, Utah's a great team, you know. They were a free throw away from going to the Final Four last year. But, you know, we knew they were going to go on runs, but it was about us sticking together and us playing Baylor basketball at the end of the day because we can go on runs just like they can. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, by Kaleo Wealth Management, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. I thought we were resilient. I thought we found ways when they would cut it to five or four. Um, we'd always make a play um, to keep it a two possession game. And I think that feeling, the fact that it never got to one possession, I thought was huge. You know, never had that pressing feeling like, if we don't make a play, they can come down here and hit a three and tie it up. And so stay connected with the voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. I learned I learned about our toughness and how we face adversity. You know, we, we didn't complain. We just came out and played. You know, we didn't complain in practice. We still competed. So, you know, I just like to thank them for that. You know, and then Coach always, you know, talk to us about joy. So just playing for Jesus. You know, you can't feel playing for him. You like playing your hardest. You're playing for the others. And you're playing for yourself. That's for sure. Well, first, uh, great night for Baylor uh, basketball. Uh, the women beat a top five team. Great game, great environment. That got us uh, excited, ready to go, but really excited for the women's staff. And then um, you get someone makes a, a long putt, and that's 5,000, and then and then we win. That's a trifecta. So, you know, the bad thing is, uh, uh, if you have to get up early tomorrow, you don't get the home run. Now. From the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. How about that night of basketball <laughs> in the Farrell Center last night? We're going to send the Farrell Center out in style. Yeah, that was great. That yeah, was a great was night. Nice. <laughs> Derek Smith with the call, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Media Network. Heard Sarah Andrews in there. Heard Coach Nikki Collin in there. The Baylor women, a marquee win last night. Over fourth-ranked Utah, 84-77 the final score. Aaron Baylor never trailed in the game. It was tied twice, but never trailed and knocked off uh, the team that's picked to win the Pac-12 this year. Yeah, and that's a that's a Utah team that was a couple of missed free throws away from beating LSU and making the Final Four last year, and they have almost everyone back. Yeah. That, that was it was just a great win in every aspect in every aspect. Five starters back, top seven scorers back from right. last year they're for loaded. Utah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a reason why they're in the top five <laughs> because there's some really, really good teams that yeah. they're ranked ahead of. Remember yesterday we looked at the uh, the top 25 women's poll mm-hmm. and Pac-12 schools were like 
three, four, five, and six yes. in that poll. Utah's yeah. right there at number four. Right, with Stanford right ahead of them. I, I think Stanford, yeah. And uh, so a really big win for Nikki Collin and the Bears yesterday. 84-77 the final. Uh, Sarah Andrews, it was, it was interesting. There were stages of the game where different Baylor players – you know, were kind of took over. Mm-hmm. Start of the game, it was Dre Edwards. She was unbelievable to start the game. Remember, she started her career at Utah, transferred oh, to yeah. Kentucky. Yep, and then has transferred to Baylor. And she came out of the blocks like a woman possessed. You know, going against Utah, finished with I think she had Baylor's first or seven of the first nine points for the Bears. Finished with fourteen and. Uh, uh, rebounding six rebounds for Dre Edwards last night then there was a stretch in there where Asia Blackwell did really really well she finished 13 points eight rebounds last night Yaya Felder contributed nine points Bella Fontleroy had 12 Darion Little Page Bugs seven points 10 rebounds and then down the stretch it was uh, that veteran guard Sarah Andrews for the Bears hitting six of six free throws down the stretch she finished with a game high 18 points to lead Baylor and again, 84-77 was the final first loss of the year for Utah, a team that won 27 games a year ago, uh, had the uh, reigning uh, big uh, Pac-12 player of the year, Alyssa Peely, that post player who um, got in foul trouble really early. She played a minute 56 in the first half because she got two fouls really early, went to the bench, and didn't come back till the third quarter. Yeah, and there's uh, – ab- I'm pretty sure, and I, I don't want to get this wrong, but I believe Coach Collins' philosophy on that is if they get the third foul, they have they get the third foul. Hmm. I want my best players on the floor, and I'm like, yes. Why don't more? <laughs> right. Why don't more coaches think like that? Right. Because you waste so many minutes of your great players trying not to pick up that third foul when a lot of times they go back and they don't get another foul the rest of the game. Yeah, true. So I really like that philosophy, but it's such a huge win first. I mean, for Coach Collin, it's a signature win for her. I was so happy for her. Obviously happy for the entire team. You know, last year before the season, I talked a lot, a, bit of, a lot about how talented we both did, about how talented that team was. And I firmly believe that if they had Dre in Asia last year, they would have won conference. Yeah. They didn't have two of their best players. Now, it, it, it allowed their freshmen to develop into right. great players, which was a plus. And now you've got those two freshmen who are now sophomores who – are great players. You've got Sarah back. You've got Dre in Asia and the four new transfers. Right. You've got a loaded team that can beat anybody in the country, like she said, after the game last night. And before, actually. And one of those transfers, Jada Walker from Kentucky, mm-hmm. she is fun to watch. She is a lockdown defender and uh, took a uh, charge at one point. Or, or no, just a, a pick was set by uh, Peely, and it almost knocked out Jada Walker. <laughs> She went to the bench, but then she came back later. But she was really good. She scored nine points, and and that just scratches the surface of her contributions because she is really, really good defensively also. So, big win for the Baylor women. They are 2-0 and on the year, 84-77 over Utah. They'll play next coming up on Sunday afternoon in the Farrell Center, hosting Harvard in the Farrell Center. I think it's 1 o'clock Sunday. Is that right? I believe that's correct. Yeah, I think it's 1 o'clock. For Baylor and Harvard women's basketball on Sunday, uh, doubleheader last night, and uh, it, well, also this before we get to the men's game. Is that right? One o'clock. 
Yeah, 12.30 for the pregame yep. right here on ESPN Central Texas and a 1 o'clock tip. Perfect. Thank you. Um, before we get to the men's game, it was a really good atmosphere last night. They had an all-time record student turnout for a Baylor women's game. Uh, kudos to the students who were there. They did this uh, promotion uh, er- eras tour uh, Baylor style, you know, playing off uh, – uh, Taylor Swift, and a lot of people got into that. Some people dressed up, you know, for the Eras Tour game. They gave out uh, really cool-looking T-shirts. Apparently, there's a T-shirt that's popular on the Eras Tour that Baylor copied with the players' faces mm-hmm. in the boxes and Nikki Collin in the middle instead of uh, Taylor uh, Taylor Swift. Maybe, you know, maybe you can't tell the difference. Maybe you look at him and you think, is that Taylor Swift? Is that Nikki Collin? I'm not sure. But they, they copied that look of the T-shirt and gave those out, and those were very popular items. There were people scrounging around, I want one of those T-shirts, and they uh, kept them exclusive to the students last night. And then, you know, one of the promotions they do in the Ferrell Center that's fun is the uh, it's presented by the Silos, Magnolia Silos Cupcakes. So in the second half, the visiting team is shooting free throws, shooting baskets and free throws, at the end of the floor in the Farrell Center would be the south end where uh, the students sit. So the promotion is if a visiting player misses consecutive free throws mm-hmm. in one trip to the line, cupcakes for the whole student section from <laughs> nice. Magnolia Silos. Right, right. And it happened last night. Oh, that's great. And it was Peely, who's a good free throw shooter. Peely, mm-hmm. the All-American for Utah, was her who missed the two free throws. And so the crowd just goes wild. They have wild. a real problem with that. They may want to spend some time late night in the gym. Free throws? Breaking on free throws. Austin yeah, I mean, I, I watched that game, and one of them was an air ball. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, my. I was happy because Utah was going to knock off LSU. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they just fell apart and missed free throws, and LSU won. But, yeah, they that was their Achilles heel last year. Yep. And it, it hurt free them last shooting. night. I think it hurt them last night. So, you know, as far as the atmosphere in the arena when uh, when she missed two straight free throws, students just go crazy, you know, and just amps it up a little more from there. Then you get to the men's game, 35 minutes between games. Men tip it off against Kansas City. And they do one of the great promotions there in the Farrell Center is the Matson uh, Financial Services putt, where you putt three different levels. One's a short-range <laughs> putt, one's mid-court, and one's the length of the floor. And uh, the guy that came out of the stands hit the first one, the short one. And, you know, everybody starts going crazy. And Nate Hilgenkamp, who's the uh, mic man at the game for the men's game, said, hold on, hold on. He's got two more putts coming. So he, he hits the second one to midcourt and misses that one. Then he lines up for the length of the floor putt and drills it. it and that is such an almost impossible shot to make. Yes. You know, there's a on reason a hardwood why. floor. Yes. And then going up a, a slight incline, right. no back. So if no, you hit it too hard, it just it. goes right over it. Right. And he just hit it perfectly. It was amazing. Yeah. So much it was fun. Great. So, uh, so that just got the crowd going even more, you know, than they already were. So, so many things really worked well. Uh, kudos to Baylor fan engagement. You know, a lot of times fan engagement has these great plans and something happens that just sort of derail what they have planned. And then sometimes they've got them in place and everything works, (laughs) you know. And last night, everything worked. So kudos to Baylor fan engagement. They had these things in place. They were ready to go. And everything just worked. The cupcakes, the putt, 
the women winning over a number four team in the nation, the men coming out and just rocking it, rocking it to uh, Kansas City. Men won 99 to 61 last night. So a really fun night in the Farrell Center for what we were saying is the final doubleheader in the Farrell Center. I think there's another Saturday when there's kind of a split doubleheader. But a true doubleheader, two games back-to-back, that may be, the, may be the last one. Right, and that that's a good thing. That means that both programs are popular enough where you don't do that. Yeah, that's Because true. I remember back in the day yeah. I, going to men's basketball games in the heart of Texas Coliseum, which is now the Extra Center, and getting there for the last few minutes of the women's game, if you got there early for the men and – the reason was because nobody watched at that yeah, time. Yeah. And that's that's changed, obviously, and everybody's super happy about that. That, you know, there's enough fans for both programs, obviously, where you don't have to kind of piggyback on one of the other programs to get people there to watch exactly. the games. Yeah, they stand alone. And, yeah. and, and as far as – and the crowd last night was amazing. That mm-hmm. was one of the loudest crowds I've ever heard at the Ferrell Center, and it wasn't a sellout. That's so right. if you were there last night, you should be proud. That was that was fantastic crowd. Really good. You're exactly right. So kudos to the crowd. Men won 99-61 to 61 last night. I was so hoping they'd hit 100. <laughs> they were so close. Yeah. Jaden Nunn had 25, 23 for Jacoby Walter. Um, it may have gotten the loudest uh, late, maybe the final bucket of the game when Austin Sachs came off the bench and hit a three-pointer. Austin would be the 12th guy on the roster, but he hit a three-pointer. He's been here three years, and that's his first points uh, in a game for Baylor. And if you know Austin, you, you love it, and everybody was pulling for him. Did so, you see the locker room celebration? I did. Him? Isn't that great? Yeah, it was the awesome. water, Yeah, water shower to Austin Sachs. All right, let's take a break. Back with more in a moment. Uh, Coming up, we'll switch gears to football. Talk Baylor TCU. The longtime voice of the Frogs, Brian Estridge, will join us coming up in a bit. Always enjoy visiting with him. Uh, We'll get his thoughts on the newly minted Blue Bonnet battle, Baylor and TCU, coming up on Saturday. All that and more straight ahead. John Morris Show from the Alan Samuels Studios. Thanks to Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Prescott in the gum. Here comes Lamb in motion. Only heard here. He goes in the left left. Ferguson wide open at the three. All season. And bangs his way in for the Cowboys touchdown. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Carolina Panthers. Live from Bank of America Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Panthers. Sunday starting with the pregame at 11 here on ESPN Central Texas. Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's fall clearance sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury motor-powered national bestsellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice costs. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 
Go Wildcats! This is Chuck Luco, president of All County Surveying and Temple, THS class of 1978. Greatest of the great. We are proud of our team at ACS. We're celebrating 35 years right here in Temple. We're also proud of the Temple Wildcat football team. Football is way more than just a game. It teaches young people about life. Let's go to state, cats. Go Wildcats! The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. At Kalea Wealth Management, we believe in growth. Whether you're expanding your business or planning for the future, we're here to build a relationship with you and provide a clear path toward your financial goals because growing together is success. Kalea Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit ubs.com slash relationship summary. Hey folks, Garrett Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Moving is fun, said nobody ever. Jay here from Pickup Outfitters, and let's face it, moving sucks. But we did it, and now we're in our shiny new location. Announcing, ta-da, the new world headquarters of the Pickup Outfitters Center to End Truck Nudity. Maybe you've seen all the work going on Waco Drive with the new silver and red building. The new location is 4535 West Waco Drive, in between the old Richie's Western Wear and Diamore Jewelers. That's just a half mile away from our old location. We got some cool new equipment and services coming soon. But one thing that won't change is that we're still outfitting naked trucks. From bed covers and steps to toolboxes, hitches, grill guards, Pickup Outfitters also does the heavy-duty stuff. Full front replacement bumpers, airbag suspension, goosenecks, fifth wheels. Come by and see us, even if it's just to say hi and get a free cup of coffee. Pickup Outfitters has moved. 4535 West Waco Drive in between the old Richie's Western Wear and Diamore Jewelers. You're listening to The John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. First down, now they'll hand it off. Bailey bounces it out right. 15, 10, down to the 5, cuts it back in the 2, into the end zone. Touchdown, TCU hit the horn. 14-0-2 to play in the fourth. Frogs find the end zone for the first time here. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Let's visit now with the highly respected voice of the Horned Frogs, Brian Estrich. He is the voice of the Bears, John Morris, and Aaron Sexton. I like cut courtesy of the 
TCU Sports Network from Learfield. TCU, what a comeback. Made a great game of it. Fell by three to Texas last week. Now Baylor headed to Fort Worth to play TCU coming up this Saturday. 119th meeting all time between the Bears and the Frogs. Think about that. It will be, as of Saturday, the longest played, most played rivalry of any schools in the state of Texas. Uh, worthy of its own name as we welcome in Brian Estridge, our good friend and the voice of the Horn Frogs. Brian, let's uh, let's find a name. What what would you suggest for this rivalry? <laughs> you know, I, I'm sitting here thinking. I'm not thinking about that game yet. I need to start because I, I, <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking about how you and I are going to spend the summers on your 2023 Sun Tracker there from Marine Land Boat Center after hearing that commercial. I, I'm That's looking right. forward to it, man. You and Becky, come on down yeah, anytime, exactly. all right? Out there on Waco Lake, we'll That's be having a good time, right. brother. We'll yes. cruise the Brazos. <laughs> People would no, love that, wouldn't they? Yeah, I'm telling you. Hey, shirts off and everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, I tell you, I, yeah, I, I love the fact that the game is being singled out. I do, do, uh, I do like that. I, li- I like the fact that the Big 12, you know, was able to preserve – that as one of the four protected rivalries because you and I both know the, the two teams need to play every year. Uh, I'd love it if the game was the last game of the year every year. It, it should be, right. I, I, yeah, I love right. that. I think that's when rivalries should be played. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, they didn't call me on the name or, or the or the, or the uh, trophy, but I'm glad we have them both. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, think it's, I think it's good that it's being singled out. I think it's good that, uh, you know, it's going to be recognized. I, I think it's great that there's a traveling trophy to play for. Uh, and and as you mentioned during coming in, what it's the hundred nineteenth meeting, the yeah. longest time ever. It, it's deserving of that. So, hey, let's honor it while we have it, huh? So it's the blue bonnet battle officially. Right. Right. Uh, student governments for both schools kind of came up with that. There's a trophy that uh, will reside at the uh, campus of the winner. You're a good person to ask this. Aaron and I were talking about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. TCU and SMU have played for years in the yes. battle for the iron skillet. Right. And so when that started, maybe people said, what? Iron skillet? Nah, yeah. that's crazy. So maybe this blue bonnet battle just takes a little getting used to yeah, it. Yeah, and I think it's kind of neat. The iron skillet, somebody just picked it up at Academy one day and threw a, you know, a Threw a label on it and called it the, called it a traveling trophy. <laughs> right. This uh, you know this one at least came from Hobby Lobby. You know yes, where folks were able to put a bunch did. of stuff together in the scrapbooking section. Yes. You know, I, I, yeah. So I I think there's you know yeah I, I I think it may take time for people to sort of grasp onto it. Uh, you know, it's not like the keg of nails. It's been around forever or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, the, all those traveling trophies that are that are out there. So I, I you know I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. I I, I think that. Um, the dang thing's big and heavy, though. It I is mean, big. Ju- who's oh, going to yeah. lift that up, man? Uh, not me. I mean, yeah, they, I they're not bringing it up to us. I don't no, know. I mean, it, it's it, – it, and, and I want to see what they – I said this at the other day at the press conference. I know you guys had it on Monday, right? Right. Uh, and I think it made its way to uh, Fort Worth on Tuesday for the press <laughs> conference. I thought to myself, what does a case look like for that thing? <laughs> you know, you can't just strap it in the back seat. So, it, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. I, I, You know, I, I always love this game. I think it's, I think it's important to – obviously, it's important to both fans fan bases but I think it's important to the state too uh you know for for this one to continue it's big a lot of history a lot of memorable uh wins and losses on both sides so uh fun that we'll renew that coming up on Saturday uh for you guys how would you uh, how would you characterize your season to the CFP championship game last year so much success everything went your way how would you characterize this season well, it obviously is not what folks thought it would be. Uh, you know, coming into the season, I think there were high expectations for this team. Uh, you know, sort of picked middle of the pack at a Big 12, but I, I, I think the, the fan base and folks internally thought it would uh, would be above that. I think the, the, um, 
the talent on the roster, you know, at the beginning of the year warranted that sort of uh, feeling of anticipation and optimism, but it, it just didn't pan out. Um, and for whatever reason, you know, it's really hard to put your finger on anything. I think Sonny Dykes tried to do it this week in his press conference where he talked about, you know, you got a, you got a new offensive system mm-hmm. uh, that will be further along next year than it is this year. Uh, you had a lot of new faces as far as your wide receiving core was concerned. And then you had guys get injured in the receiving core. You had an offensive line that you had to replace your center and two guards. And that might have been harder than we thought, uh, you know, go, going into the season. And so I, I think that's really some sums up what sort of held back this this uh, this offense. And then defensively, you haven't just had that, you know, just dog of a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. You know, that you, I think you have to have in the three three five that TCU is running right now. And so, you know, when Dylan Horton graduated, you lost that guy who was going to pressure the quarterback on every snap. D. Winters, the linebacker, graduates, obviously, and playing in the league. And, and he was a guy that made up for a lot of things with his speed and athleticism at linebacker. And you lose a, a shutdown corner in Trey Tomlinson, who's uh, playing for the Rams, who yeah. uh, a Waco, you know, Waco guy who uh, – um, you, you you could trust out there on an island, and, and the Frogs have not been able to solve that other corner. Uh, uh, you know, that has been by committee all year, and no one's stepped up. And so I think you, you add all of that up, and all of a sudden you look up, and you, as you said, you're fighting to try to become bowl eligible. Well, and injuries, you know, throw some yes. injuries in there, yeah. like uh, like my brother like Chandler guys. Morris up there. Yes, that's right. right. <laughs> Another time for him, and, it's, and, and that's unfortunate for him. You know, that's back-to-back years where he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And you know, and, and, and then that's the other thing, you know, you, you, you throw in a freshman quarterback in Josh Hoover, and mm-hmm. your inability to run the football consistently has forced you to throw the ball 50 times a game at times. And it, uh, guess what? Freshmen are going to make mistakes. At quarterback, and you know you you've had a couple of throws that you'd like to have back, especially last week against Texas, and so you know it, it's a it's a call. It's not one thing. It's not a scheme. It's not one player. It's not one coach. It's a, you know it it is a culmination of things. And as much as everything went right last year for right. TCU, right. And, and there was a lot of luck involved in last year's success for the Horn Frogs, that luck has not been there this year. Uh, and the, one of those, I wouldn't say luck at all. It was uh, well rehearsed, well run out. Was the field goal with the gun to beat right. Baylor here in Waco last year? What was the what was the name of that play? Bazooka. bazooka they that's it. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. bazooka. And, and, and you're right. It is something that they, that they practiced and they and they were ready for. And uh, you know that, that was the only time they had to do it in a game, and they, it just happened to work to perfection. But how many times? Have we seen TCU Baylor games come down to the final play, or you know, come down to the final minute? It seems like, and and I suspect that Saturday will be no different. I mean, I I think we'll we'll see this one. You know, what do we kick at two thirty? You know, at 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 five thirty, we're going to be looking at something really important happening. Probably. How about this? Have I told you this? Uh, So Josh Hoover's your quarterback that's starting now. His sister is Hannah Hoover, who works at the Fox station here in Waco. That's what I heard. And I she's met her terrific, a few weeks right? ago. She's doing a really good job. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. so I, I, I'm anxious to see her down. Uh, well, hopefully she comes up to the game. Uh, I, I hope so. She should. She needs yeah. to make this one for sure. Yeah. What about um, what about the, the – how has he played? I mean, you mentioned uh, he's had some turnovers. And, you know, isn't quarterback that one position above all others that you'd rather have some experience? Yeah, there's there's no question. But, listen, it's not been on him. I mean, the, the guy's thrown for 300 yards a couple of different times now. He threw for, what, three, was it 302 last week? I don't have it in front of me against Texas. I mean, he, he, you know, he, he's proven that he can play at this level. Uh, you know, he, he, he hasn't had the luxury – of being able to scramble too much. And, and you say, what does that mean? Well, there's no one behind him. 
and so they haven't the luxury of the quarterback run game has not been there for TCU and that's unfortunate because Josh uh, has real ability to do that but you can't really do it if you have no literally John if if he goes down uh, the Frogs are going to roll out a guy by the name of Jimmy Wyrick, hmm. who they got out of an office building in Dallas in August. <laughs> he was he, he had he had played out his career at Wofford, yeah, you know, an FCS school in uh, South Carolina, uh, and was literally working in an office building. Uh, and uh, and and I think the story that I heard was. Uh, when when TC reached out to him, oh yeah yeah I've been I've been working out I've been working out yeah, yeah. and and then they get him over to uh, practice in August get him in school and he had had has a couple of years of eligibility left due to COVID and the first thing he says was uh, yeah flip me a football I hadn't held one in about three months oh my god you know and so that that's but that's what you got behind him yeah. and so you, because of that there's the the run game the quarterback run game hasn't been there for the frogs and I think that's that's another factor you well know better than anybody. With Kendall's offense, Kendall mm-hmm. Riles' offense, if you've got a quarterback who is mobile and is a threat as a runner, it takes this offense to a whole nother level. Sure. I was going to ask you about Kendall. How yeah. How is that working out his first year that there, associate head coach, offensive coordinator? Uh, and to continue the Stephenville connection, your defensive coordinator is Joe Gillespie. I know. It, it, exactly. There's a lot of Yellow Jackets yeah, in Fort Worth yeah. right now. Uh, yeah, Kendall's been great. Uh, he's just a great guy. He's been he's been very humble throughout this whole thing. He's working his tail off just trying to trying to get this thing right. And I, I know he's as frustrated as anybody. Uh, you know, they've been rolling up yardage and first downs in between the 20s. It's been the red zone that's been hurting them. they got more turnovers in the red zone than anybody this year. Uh, and, and, and penalties two that have killed him in, in those situations but uh you know i i think he 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 sees it as a continued work in progress i know he's you know uh trying to close out this year strong and looks forward to the spring where this thing will take on a whole nother uh, whole nother level of intricacy but uh yeah i think he's you know I, I like i said earlier it's not it's not scheme it's not a coach it's not one player it's a it's a culmination of issues uh that the frogs have gotten you know to this point where they're really really close but just haven't been able to get over the hump in many of Brian Estridge, our guest, voice of the TCU Horn Frogs, Baylor TCU, Saturday afternoon. And uh, what do you think? How, how do you think this game plays out between these two? Yeah, I think this is going to be a really physical football game. Mm-hmm. I, I think both teams know the importance of it to their fan bases. I think both teams have had seasons that haven't lived, lived up to the expectations that that they had internally in the locker room. And so you know how a, a game like this can sort of cure cure what ails you. Uh, and, and I think that's the way they look at it is, okay, this this can wipe away a lot of the bad uh, with a win in this ballgame. So, therefore, I think you're going to see teams, you know, kind of lay it on the line. Uh, la- last week in the Texas game, going into it, Jared Wiley, uh, the, the uh, former Temple Wildcat, he, he, uh, he talked about the fact that this TCU team had not emptied the tank mm. uh, this season. And they did in the second half against Texas, John. Mm. I'll be honest with you. That's as well as they've played. And, and, and I think now that they know what that looks like, and what that feels like, I think you'll see it again out of TCU. And I know they're, they're going to get Baylor's best shot. I, I, I think uh, there's there's no one who doesn't believe that in, in, in Fort Worth. So, with that being said, you know, I, I, think, I think you're going to see a really good football game. I agree, and I think it's good for Baylor that we're playing a rival like TCU. You know, you, if yeah. you, uh, you want to you play your best, you want to get the most out of your guys, well, TCU kind of brings that out in Baylor. So, I think yep. that'll be a good thing. Yeah, I, I think that has that was the case last week for TCU with Texas. Whenever you know, whenever it was a final meeting between 
uh, TCU and Texas, at least for now. And so I think that brought out, as you talk about there, the best. And I think this will as well. I mean, you know, if you can't get up for games like this, if right. you can't, you know, if they don't, if they don't sort of drive your motor, I, I, I don't know what will. Well, and, and so uh, I, I think because of that, you're going to see an intense, physical kind of football game. And, and I, I hope it, I, I hope they let them play too. Right. I hope it is a, I hope it's a game where you know, it, 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 it's all, it's all about the players on the field. And, and I'm not so sure, like, I'm not so sure. I don't know. How to, I'm not so sure last week against Texas, it was like that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I just wanted to be about the players on the field. Yeah. 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 All right. A lot of fun. Two thirty Saturday. Let me switch yes. gears on you. Uh, Fort Dixon is uh, how you refer to the, uh, uh, the basketball arena. Good win last yeah. night over UT Rio Grande Valley. How did the frogs on hoops look so far? I'm, I'm the only guy that's not for the Fort Dixon moniker. You ever read what happened at Fort Dixon? It was not good. It's not look good, it is it? No, it's not. Yeah. The uh, Blackhawks don't like us, put it that way. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. But, uh, uh, but, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, this is – I'll say this, and I, I, I hope you know me for who I am, John, that I'm not – I try not to be a homer too much, and I, I try to be honest and – but it's the best team I've seen at TCU in 25 wow. years. All right. Uh, yeah, there are, uh, you know, they can go 10 or 11 deep. Uh, they can kind of play any game you name. Uh, they, uh, it, it looks as if uh, the transfer from Delaware, Jameer Nelson Jr., is going to be a nice fit replacing Mike Miles. Uh, Avery Anderson, a guy that you know from Oklahoma State, right. um, you know, has stepped in as well as a, another guard who's coming off the bench. They're playing a little bit bigger. Uh, as far as the lineup is concerned, they have Ernest Uday, the seven-footer transfer from Kansas. Um, I, I I really like this team. I like their makeup. I like the the uh, they're, they're good guys. They're fun to be around. They all get along. I think having Emmanuel Miller back, having Chuck O'Bannon back, having Micah Peavy back from an experience standpoint is is big. And so um, they didn't play great last night, especially in the first half against UTRGV. And give and, and give the Vaqueros credit. They they I thought they played well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think there's something about this group this year that if they can stay healthy and all stay on the same page, I, I think it's a postseason team. We, we were talking about this last night. There are what three teams in the top 25 of the big 12 right now. I think yes. that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. By the end of the year, you watch, there'll be six. Mm, yeah. It'll be double. Good. Very I, I, well. Don't be. you think, I, yeah. I, I think by, it's all, by the time it's all said and done, there'll be six teams in the top 25. That's not a stretch at all. No. I know. I think that could definitely happen. Yeah. And, by, and, and are we just, I mean, golly, we're, you, you add Houston. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you, you add, uh, you know, uh, Cincinnati. They're, yeah. they're gonna, yeah. and, and then and then next year you add Arizona. Yeah. Doesn't get any easier, and does Utah, it? Utah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you and I both know that the Gonzaga thing's going to happen. <laughs> you know? Well, you've got the ear of the commissioner, so no, you just it, let us know when yeah, that's going mean, to happen. So all of a sudden you're going to look up and you're like, good grief, man, are we in the NBA? <laughs> it's it's going to be hard. Coast but, to uh, coast. Yeah, it, it, coast to coast and, and by far and away the best basketball league in the country. And uh, I, I think that's what makes it fun. All right, man, it's great to visit with you. You sound really good. I should just step away and let you finish out the no, hour here. Um, I, I, you can I, do that. Yeah, I, well, I, I've got a, I'm, I'm, I've got one other appointment uh, at the uh, tanning bed to get ready for our summer on that Marine Land Sun Tracker. You're getting way ahead, man. I'm it's November 15th. It. Yeah, that 22-footer, we're going to look good uh, on that one. Come on down. That'll be great. You'll love <laughs> right, the Brazos man. in the summer. Yeah, exactly. Nothing like it, baby. <laughs> great to visit with you. Thanks very much. We'll see you Saturday. You're the best. See All you. right. Yeah, that is Brian Estridge, the voice of the Horn Frogs, and a uh, good friend, does a great job representing TCU. And we will see the Frogs on Saturday, 1230 airtime, 1230 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, 230 kickoff Saturday, 
for Baylor and TCU. Again, the 119th meeting all-time. That will uh, surpass Texas and Texas A&M as the most played rivalry among schools from the state of Texas. So that'll be number one. Uh, the all-time series, uh, fairly close. TCU, 58 wins, 53 losses, seven ties over the course of the 118 games that have been played so far.